0: Hello everyone and thank you for tuning in to the From Starving to Savvy podcast for independent artists. Here, We share stories from artists, arts administrators, and other professionals working at the intersection of art and technology. Together, we work to interrogate the landscape of the arts industry and attempt to inject a refreshed sense of optimism to unravel the narrative of the starving artist. From Starving to Savvy is funded and produced by Last Draft Incorporated, a story company that specializes in online branding and expression for artists, entrepreneurs, and professionals with personality. I'm your host, Renee Coughlin, and you're listening to From Starving to Savvy. Hello everyone and welcome back to From Starving to Savvy. You are listening to episode four and today we are here with the founders and hosts of Home to Music, which is a house concert series based in Toronto, Ontario. Paula and Mark Akila are husband and wife and they work together to curate concerts from their family home. Our band, The Pairs, had the pleasure of playing live from their living room, and it was such a special experience because Mark and Paula work tirelessly to create memorable and profitable experiences for artists that they host. They've also built up a very dedicated fan base that are a complete joy to play for. And here is Mark and Paula to tell us more. Hello to both of you. Hi, Renee. Hi. (laughs) Nice to see you both. Nice to see you. Look at that setup. You go, girl. It's working okay for me. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I guess we can jump right in. I'd love to just hear from you both a little overview of how you got into hosting house concerts.
1: Sure. It sort of was something that wasn't really planned. It was something that we sort of just fell into. Back in, I'm not sure exactly what year, It's probably 2011, 2012, uh, one of our musician friends was hosting a, an event for a charity, and we went to it at Hughes Room. It was Melanie Doan, and it was for a women's charity, Yellow Brick House, and it was pretty cool to see because um, they had a 50-50s draw, and I actually won it and donated the money back into it, and it was pretty, it was an amazing feeling. So it just got me thinking to when um, I was going to have my 50th birthday, a couple years later, I decided that I wanted to do something that was sort of like a give back as well. So a band that I had heard of and got to see the year previously, I reached out to them, Paul and I did. We went to see them play up in the Yukon, and we reached out and had them do an event at Hughes Room as well. And we donated the proceeds to Toronto Wildlife Centre. And as a result of that, it was just such a uh, memorable occasion for us and for me especially And later that year, one of those band members was going to be launching a solo album and they did a music fundraising campaign through one of the media campaigns and uh, we donated. And in turn for doing that, we ended up getting a house concert. So uh, we didn't really know what we were going to do with that. We thought maybe we'll donate it, we'll do something with it. So we decided that we'll do um, a Christmas gift for a bunch of our close family and friends and we catered it and we had that artist play at our home. And uh, afterwards, the feedback from so many artists is oh, you have to keep on doing that again, a lot of our friends mm-hmm. and family. So it was um, a pretty big endeavor to do, uh, but it was a learning experience. And it was pretty amazing. Like we would go to quite a few concerts. And as a result of that, it was pretty neat to bring a concert to our home. Yeah. So it was fun. And then from there, that was it. So we just hosted our 24th show. And it was our sh- almost like being a first one because it was sort of a, a hybrid show where it was a stream as well. So keep on, you know, you learn with each show you go, we do that we try to incorporate new best practices to try to elevate the experience and people love it. So
0: it's really good. So was this something that was primarily kind of your passion and interest at first, Mark? And then Paula, by default, were you kind of pulled into it? Or is it something that you both have always wanted to do or you were both kind of initially drawn to? Are you already 50? (laughs)
2: <laughs> i think um the real passion mark has the real passion for music and uh, i love music but mark breathes music hmm. it's as essential as air huh. to him so my motivation is to have a happy husband <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> and uh but it's been it's been a really a great way To see people regularly, you know, our family Mm -hmm. friends, it's been really good. We had this group. I don't know if you know them. They're called the Pairs.
0: Oh, I've heard them. And
2: they were like one of our favorite groups of people to meet.
0: Oh, stop that!
2: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you really meet excellent people
0: mm-hmm.
2: and um, there is so much information available we meet so many people we're exposed to so much but it's really nice to come down and to do a really uh, grassroots interesting in-person build community and uh, that's what we've been really really enjoying and mm-hmm. the music is such a great way to pull people together and we've had a couple of really great experiences where certain songs have touched certain people in the audience and so we've learned about more about their lives mm-hmm. it's been really neat yeah
1: yeah it's pretty amazing and Paul is right there's you know with life being as busy as it is not so much this year obviously everything sort of came to a halt but prior to that it was a real great opportunity to have people come together with, that's the only sort of being able to converse with over the phone and so on it's given us mm-hmm. an excuse to be able to have people come out one of our friends always says, you know, you're the only friends we have to pay to come and see.
0: That's true. That's a nice little, nice little side note, I guess. eh? (laughs) So how have the shows evolved over the years? So you mentioned you just did your 24th show, right? So how have you seen them grow or change over those 24 shows? Um,
1: Just more along the lines of incorporating things to try to elevate the experience. Initially, when we first started doing this, I kind of tried to mirror the initial show that we did, where we would have a dinner as well, and uh, the artist would come. And it is great, and we still do that, and a lot of our guests really love that, but it exponentially raises the amount of work that we yeah. have to do. And it really minimizes the amount of time that we're able to sort of converse and spend time with the band as well, too, because we're now dealing with 50 people that we have to keep happy in addition to mm-hmm. the band. So we still try to do that a couple times a year. We do five shows a year usually. Um, This year, obviously, has been an exception, but it seems to work quite well. In terms of incorporating the experience, what we've done is, you know, with everything, with every show as we do it, some we've done in our garden, and as a result, you end up with different benchmarks that you need to kind of raise that you don't think of in advance, like Mm -hmm. it starts getting dark. Oh, we need better lighting or, you know... You have to incorporate how the weather is going to be as well. too. So, you know, you can't really plan in advance to have an outdoor show. Like, Mm -hmm. we're going to say, okay, we'll do it. We'll book a show, for example, for June, and we'll say, okay, potentially it's going to be outdoor, but not until that morning will I know if it's going to be outdoor or not. Right. Or have to have the house ready, which gives us an excuse to always clean the house anyway. Yeah. (laughs) In addition to that, then it's the setup for outside as well, too. So, I mean, that comes with its own challenges as well, too. We have bird feeders, so we have a skunk. Sometimes that comes to visit, during, you know, <laughs> yeah. playing and mosquitoes and all of those things, right? So that's, yeah. everything is always a bit of a change. Yeah. So we ended up, uh, probably about three or four years ago, we ended up investing into our own sound system. We were borrowing before that. And, um, and now with the, with the uh, advent of having to do some streaming, again, investing into some more things. So like any hobby, you spend money into terms of doing it but Mm -hmm. I wanna be able to deliver something that's quite nice and quite intimate. And, you know, I always say to the artists when we're meeting them and stuff like, I can give a friend of mine a CD of yours and they may or may not like it, but after Mm -hmm. they sort of see an intimate experience like this, and it's a listening crowd, it really is a listening community. It's not like going to a bar, for example, and you're, you know, people are talking in the background, it's different, people have your full attention there.
0: Yeah. So
1: when you give them a CD after the fact of seeing you, you know, the, the stories that you tell during a show brings back a memory and it's an experience that they'll carry forward forever and well you know we've had a lot of our guests that have gone to see the artists and that's my hope as well is to build a following that Mm -hmm. they end up going to see shows outside of us as well so they go oh oh samantha martin's playing in golf, let's go see her you know because they live in golf. so that's pretty cool
2: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's it's evolved it has evolved mark One thing that I really like about you, I I like this guy a lot. (laughs) What I really like about him is he, if he's going to do something, he does it well. So Mm -hmm. he researches it and he prepares and then he's like an open system that's constantly, he's constantly looking at what worked and what didn't and how to make it better. So there have been no two shows alike. Cool. They're always a little bit different and um, hopefully our goal is that the everybody that comes has a great time and that the band has a, a wonderful time and um, has a great, uh, has an opportunity to share their music with people. And when, a, when a memory is a favorable one, mm-hmm. and it, it stays, you know, it stays in, in people's
0: consciousness and, and we need that. Yes. Especially now. Yes, I so agree. So important to keep those favorable memories and at the risk of letting them go too soon and taking an unfavorable turn. Um, I did want to talk to you about your shift to live streaming. Uh, so the most recent show, your 24th show was with our band, The Pairs, and it was live in person, but there was limited numbers. So we also did a live stream. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that experience. Um,
1: (laughs) I think i lost a couple years of my life in that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It's one of those things where, like with anything new, if you don't have the experience of figuring out what's going on and you're, it's almost like now it's time to learn how to swim. I'm going to throw you Mm -hmm. in the pool. Yeah. Sort of like, um, You know, when when something goes wrong and you don't know how to necessarily solve it, like it'll improve as everything will as the same Mm. time goes along. You kind of figure out things, but um, it kind of puts you in a panic mode. But to the most part, I think it went pretty smooth. I mean, we lost, I think, um, over the course of 90 minutes, uh, roughly, of performance, I think we lost about three songs. But, Mm. you know, five minutes was like five hours when you're in it. Yeah, no
0: kidding. (laughs) Yeah.
2: You managed well, though, like Mark does well (laughs) under pressure. He just, he goes back to his logical thinking and he had, um, you might as well do a shout out to your friend who you had in the background.
1: uh, Prior to doing this, um, I had a a gentleman named Guermo who does a lot of streaming and sound stuff and backing Mm -hmm. musicians for a lot of people. So I got introduced to him through uh, one of his musician friends and um, we did a tutorial a couple of weeks in advance of the show and uh he was he came on board and did a sound check prior to the show as well because i couldn't do a sound check i mean i did a sound check of the sound equipment but i couldn't do it over the stream so yeah. he helped with that in adjusting sounds and balances but as luck would have it you know boom as soon as he's off the line boom it goes down right
0: yeah no kidding okay, yeah. so we're okay yeah. will you do it again yeah for sure yeah cool yeah,
1: i think so i have to uh i mean if, if I still want to do this. It was it was amazing to have some degree of normalcy after six months of being like, with no ground, like you're in a yeah. constant fall. Mm-hmm. And it was great to have it. I mean, it was very different. But the people that came out, like we had, as you know, we did a bit of a hybrid show. So we had a very limited small audience. Everyone wore masks and socially distanced and so on. And um, surprisingly, that group of people jumped on board, like really first. I mean, the streaming thing, I think a lot of people don't really know what streaming per se even is. Yeah. So it took um, a bit of, um, not coaxing, but it it took, there's a lot more jump on right before the show. So it was a little bit more challenging. Yeah. So I'll have to do things a little bit differently the next time. But to the most part, my mandate was to try to be able to make it obviously profitable for the artists to come out and play. I mean, obviously... Everyone hasn't done anything for a while, mm-hmm. and I think just even getting out was a was a great experience for the arts. I'm speaking for you, obviously, but <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Really, I agree. Really <laughs> really do it. You know, especially having a bit of a live audience as opposed to having just you're know, sitting in front of a phone, you know, trying to mm-hmm. pretend that an audience is there and they're yeah. and not knowing. But um, it was great. It was a really neat experience to be able to do it again. But you know, there's a lot, like with everything else. There's a lot of jitters coming up to it, and then once you're in it, you're kind of immersed, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I think it's the only option we have right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like everybody working with masks and and changing the protocols in their workplace. Whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. If you want to work or if you want to do have a concert, you have to adapt. Yeah. 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 And
0: that's just how it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. you. Sorry. Go ahead, Mark.
1: I was going to say, like we've booked typically a year in advance, so usually we started probably around that same time of my birthday back when we did that first show we started attending uh, folk festivals in the summer Mm. and we usually do three show three festivals over the course of the summer obviously this summer oh that got cancelled so usually that's sort of when I reach out to artists like I listen a lot so I sort of know who I want to see and then we sort of plan out the festivals based on who's going to be there um this year obviously that hasn't happened so um moving forward some of the artists that were booked already for this year were are pushing into next year because of just mm-hmm. The way things have gone and we've reached out actually to a couple of other people and they've already jumped on board for next year So we'll have to see but it's a it's a plan as you go It's each yeah. day as it comes because mm-hmm. things may change as numbers change you know You can plan all you want, but yeah,
2: no yeah.
1: one knows That's right.
2: Yeah. Yeah Flexibility
0: is the new it's the key. it's a newer, it's a
1: mantra, right?
0: yeah, I really agree. I think that we've been given an opportunity here in a way to kind of rethink how it is that we engage with life and the world around us and our time. It's definitely something that I hope I can keep with me even after the pandemic is long behind us.
1: Well, it really teaches you that you have very little control of anything, right?
0: yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. so I mean, you just have to focus on what you can do and the rest of it is like mm-hmm. following the stream, following yes. the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you have any desire to keep those that hybrid model of show alive after COVID restrictions are long gone?
1: I think yes. However, a lot of the people that uh, chose not to do either, coming out to a show and having that intimate experience is part of the experience for them. Mm-hmm. so I think obviously depending on how everything goes with the reintroduction of stuff happening I think it's going to go for at least a while um, it takes up a lot of space which mind you this is our first experience so that'll be a best practice yeah. having things set up and when our house is kind of full it'll be reconfiguring people because otherwise they're going to be sort of in the way of, the, of uh, cameras and stuff but having said that I think it gives a good opportunity to someone who you know, doesn't want to necessarily come up because they don't like a crowd to be Mm -hmm. able to watch. So we'll be able to, as time goes on, um, better practice what we're doing and make it efficient so that we can do both.
2: There there will be a fallout. There will be a lot of anxiety after this about being in crowds. It'll take take a couple of years after COVID finishes just to Mm -hmm. deal with all the angst around it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's great to keep it going. Yeah, for sure. Because then you keep options open.
1: Because I think even once a vaccine comes out and so on, people, there's just human nature. Some people will be reluctant to come out anyway until it's like, oh, you know what? I feel safe
2: now. Yeah.
0: And it will be
1: different with each person. Mm -hmm. That's right.
0: Yeah.
1: So this gives you an opportunity. How was it like for you?
0: We were very surprised at the number of people who wanted to tune in virtually and pay a substantial ticket price right to do that to get that version of a show and I think there's lots of people it really works for well and I'm just such a I like to be in the same room there's a different kind of energy
1: exactly I think with us a little bit different from the perspective that our shows aren't open to the public we've sort of built Mm -hmm. a community of people that are on invitation only Okay, And that ebbs and flows in terms of people that are coming. Some people come to every single show and other ones come based on when they're available. So as a result of that, I think a lot of the people that, uh, that bought on board were doing it as an investment in the future of the series
0: okay. um,
1: from the perspective of making sure that it's going to be moving going because they're sharing in our passion of being able to do this to support the artist and they realize that. So that's why they're doing it most of the people that come to the shows don't know who the artists are. Yeah. They come based on my judgment and my curation of, or our curation of who we like to have come in. And as a result of that, they end up having a surprise and a neat experience at the same time.
0: And that's actually such an important thing for artists like us who are very much in our like infancy stage. Right. And we haven't done a ton of touring. And so it's great to have people like you who have this committed group. And yeah, trust your judgment, as you're saying, Mark. I'm so grateful for that. Would you say that primarily the reason you do these shows is as a way to support this music and these artists that you appreciate so much?
1: I would say it's probably up at the very top.
0: Yeah. What are the Mm -hmm. other whys?
1: I like going out to shows and concerts and to have them be able to bring them here and to share my passion with other people is Mm -hmm. also pretty high on that list as well. Yeah. You know, it's like the people that come here are people that I know, and because they're being invited into our house, they're people that I like, obviously, as well. Yeah. So, and it's also that's part of the selection of who the artists are that I take on board as well, too. I mean, just mm-hmm. because i like someone that I hear possibly on the radio isn't necessarily someone I want to have in my home. Yeah. Like after seeing them perform live and sort of um, liking what they represent or their values or their type of music that they have and the messages of their music that's a huge portion of it in terms of being able to do it. And I want to be able to support that and help build their audience.
2: Mm -hmm. Well, it's fun to have a project that we do together too, because our our children are gone up Mm -hmm. and out of the house. And it's fun to have a project, watch it grow, you know, and and enjoy it together. And Mm -hmm. it actually gives us something to talk about afterwards rather than just Ruby, our dog. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that, but it's uh, it is to support the artists. We just look up to you guys so much because you've chosen to do something that it's it's really quite beautiful because you've taken your experience of life and you put it into music and you share it. And then what we see is a reflection of the world in a new way. And oftentimes the song will give you them the way to express something that you never even knew you experienced or the words to say something to a feeling that you didn't know sometimes that you even had. Yeah. So I find art to be now even more than ever. Art is essential Mm -hmm. and um, to have a platform that promotes art and keeps it in the forefront is, I think, a real, a real hobby, but also it's become a bit of a mission.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And you can totally feel that in your home and in this, well, the one show that I was here for um, any of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might have to make the trip again. Um, I still appreciate all of what you just said. We have this expression in my close friends and family circle of this feeling like you want to vomit your tears, <laughs> just something that comes up and through you when you hear a song or there's this moment or a line that perfectly articulates something as you're saying, Paul, that you never even knew you felt yeah. about your life. Right. And, yeah. uh, and somebody can just magically put words to it. Yeah. And it's so, it's so beautiful. I love that so much about music.
2: Yeah. It's beautiful, but it's also essential. Yes. Very important. The the faster life becomes, the more, you know, distanced we become. It's really right now, especially it's time to really invest in art. Mm-hmm. It's for whatever whatever way music seems to be so universal. And even I won't go into neuro, but even a rhythm <laughs> of a song that we're all pulsing to the same rhythm. Yeah. It builds a sense. It it actually, from a neurological perspective, it builds a, a feeling of community mm-hmm. through that. And there's there's evidence of that. We need it more than ever.
0: Yeah, Stop talking about neuro now. <laughs> no, I'm like so aware that I could very easily go down this road with you and just keep asking questions about that because I find it so fascinating. I'd love to hear about what your hopes are for this project. Where do you see it going to in the future? How, how does it evolve?
1: i just like it to continue as long as we're able to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I'd like to be able to, as we talked about earlier, just to be a, act as a bit of a stepping stone to help the artist along and to build an audience.
0: You
1: know? And it's great to be able to have a group of friends that can come over and experience that and share in that as well. Mm-hmm. hopefully as time goes on and we have more time we're able to you know up the ante a little bit more whether it be um doing some smaller type things or maybe just doing some stream only things as well too like who knows how time will go and how i i've learned this year that you can't really plan
0: yeah so
1: it's one of those things that we're just going to have to go as as the uh the stream takes us so yeah but my intention is as long as we can i'd like to do that
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'm in <laughs> Paula agrees. That's great. <laughs> Do you have a favorite memory of a particular show that stands out for you over the 24 that you've done?
1: I think a lot of times, uh, for me, the ones that struck me the most, there were are like either goosebump moments or things that weren't necessarily expected where people will come in and they'll see an artist that they haven't seen before. And suddenly you can see the connection. It's almost like lightning bolts that would go through and it's either like, one person is affected majorly and they burst into tears as a result of Mm -hmm. something that's happened or uh, an artist through their own individuality are able to connect whether it be through humor or whatever. And it's sort of like that artist has come in as a total stranger and he's Mm -hmm. created like a oneness. It's almost like a single tree versus like a whole forest of being connected together. So it's really cool from that perspective. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's been individual things where, An artist, one artist had been in another country and talked about a friend who passed away. And one of the audience members had met that same person on a plane when she was traveling to Europe and knew him. And it was like, we've had moments like that. It's just like, bang. Mm. And um, of course, it was very emotional. But I wonder if on some other level, that, that needed to happen. Like that was kind of orchestrated by someone far wiser than us.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: And uh, But that's happened a couple of times. And it's, it's interesting because it's almost like sometimes the words come in and just open something. Yeah, they trigger
1: a chapter that you have closed or something yeah. you forgot about a long time ago and suddenly it's opened again and we have had it happen so many times yeah and that's pretty neat to see
2: and other good memories are absolute belly laughs about oh, yeah. things and you know you know meeting people and expecting one thing and they're like this other complete way and <laughs> and you know it's it's been great uh, there's yeah. a lot of great
0: moments, yeah. yeah,
1: and we usually have a dinner with the artist beforehand, too, so it's pretty neat to be able to sort of see the human side of the art as well, which is pretty cool yeah,
0: yeah and it's such a treat to be able to. Share the songs that you've created in such an intimate space, like a house concert, and you've both done such a beautiful job of really creating a environment where it feels like that reciprocation, and you know the artist gives something vulnerable, and then the audience just is in this space where they can take it up, and like you were saying, paula it really it really is magic, and it feels like that. Totally cohesive, shared experience that almost feels like it doesn't belong in this century. Like it's pre-technology, pre-big amphitheaters and speaker systems and all of these things. It's
1: interesting you said that because we've had some artists that have started playing larger venues and they don't do the house shows that much anymore. Oh, and then really? they come in and it's sort of like, oh. I can see the artist, the people in front of me's faces this yeah. close as opposed to it. So that's a bit of a grounding experience for them as well, too. Yeah. But at the yeah. end of it, it's like, you know, this is really refreshing. It was cool to be able to do this again.
0: Yeah. And I think it keeps you very honest as a performer. You can't go in unpracticed and hope that if you hit a bum note, you can just pull away from the microphone and, and no one will hear you because they're basically sitting right at your toes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> had a big video speak
2: for you or something like that right people picked up I just wanted to give you a compliment because people oh. picked up on how genuine you all were and that was a, a really good feedback about how present and grounded and how you talk to each other and you were so harmonious and on the same page Yeah, it
1: wasn't like a put-on thing you mm-hmm. can tell that you're almost like a family, I mean, obviously, but I mean, a real family, right?
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. I, that really means a lot. I think it's safe to say that none of us have a greater love than performing. So thank you for letting us, letting us have space to do that. Thank you. And I don't know if you're the right people to answer this question or not, because you're doing house shows and you're bringing people into your home. But I always think that it's such a beautiful opportunity for people. And it's such a real way for artists to be able to make a living making art and sharing their art. I, I wonder why everyone's not doing it. And I'm wondering if you can kind of offer any insight to maybe any reservations you have. I know you started by sharing how much work it is and I totally appreciate that. And I'm wondering if there's, if there's anything else that ever, you know, made you question whether you wanted to keep doing house shows?
1: Not, not really from that perspective, but in talking to people who've come the first time, they're kind of like, I didn't even know this existed. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it um, is not knowing that that venue or that avenue that people are doing, having artists in their homes is actually even out there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, unless you're really committed to doing it, it's a lot of work. Yeah. And, you know, um, in our case, um, the mandate is I, I don't want you guys to, you or whoever is planning our place to come here and drive a long way and have a band of four people and walk away with making $100 each or something. I want it mm-hmm. to be so that you're able to make make it worth your while to do it. Mm-hmm. So in order to do that, there's a lot of prep time for me because I want to achieve my own my own levels, right? Like in um, on Kathleen Edwards' new albums, there's a, lo- a line in there that says, no one's harder on me than me.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's true.
1: Like, I'm my own highest, cr- biggest critic. So I'm constantly trying to get to a level of where I feel happy with it. And in turn, I hope that reflects back on how you guys respond to it, right?
2: Yeah. I think, if I might add, there's, there's a lot of steps. So, you know, you hear an artist and then you have to have the courage to ask them if they'd be interested. Yeah. And, and that takes a bit of chutzpah. And then, um, Mark really works hard uh, from the social media perspective with evites and getting biographies, making newsletters. He spends hours doing that. Mm -hmm. And, um, that's another big uh, commitment. And then, you know, it, it is a lot of work, but anything worthwhile is worth the work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it becomes, um, a labor of love or a joy when you're doing it and then when people come and they appreciate it that's it that's 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 what you're after
1: i yeah. think it will expand a lot more now that well, obviously this year is not a good example but with some of the organizations that have started where they're pairing people that may be interested in doing it with artists that may be interested in doing it and they take yeah. care of the bulk of the actual prep
0: yeah. i think
1: it'll be easier um you know, I've been approached by some of them as well. Like, would you like to do this? But I, I'm—I have no issues with filling my space, and I don't want to have people that I don't know here.
0: Yeah.
1: So, and I want to have total control as opposed to partial control. I don't know if. That's, and you want that the
2: sounds... you want the artist to have all the revenue. Yeah, and
1: I want to have the, that's a big huge portion too. Like, I don't see why I would want to spend ten percent or even five percent if I can give a hundred percent to you guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, so, and then, you know, if, it would be a different story if I wasn't. Um, creative enough in terms of being able to put it together or have a workforce. Like we work as a team and we have really good friends Ann and Dan who come out and help all the time as well too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you share the load with a bunch of people that are sort of like-minded in terms of making it work. And you have people that want to come out that want to support it because it's like a date night out. It's an opportunity to get out where they may not have it because they have either small children or their work schedules or whatever. Yeah. And as a result of that, it, uh, it all sort of comes together like a puzzle. And the yeah. puzzle kind of gets tighter and tighter as you get more experience and more confident with it. Because as Paula said, the first time asking people if they're interested in doing it, it's sort of like.
2: I know, you feel really shy. Right? Yeah, you feel like.
0: But it becomes even easier talk with them. Easier
1: as time yeah. goes so, And it also becomes easier from the perspective of you're building a bit of a portfolio because they see who else has played your place too yeah it's a bit easier from that perspective too
0: yeah very cool was there like a magic number of shows that you feel like you got into sort of a rhythm after Uh, no it's all different it's
1: it's still it's still (laughs) like butterflies every time but it it, it is getting easier yeah but now the streaming thing it's like knocked off the
2: pedestal yeah yeah
0: Right when you think you have it, here comes COVID. we <laughs> <You're> about <process laughs> life, yeah, exactly. Forget <laughs> it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So what um, what advice would you give to others who might be thinking about starting this kind of a series or taking this, this kind of project on themselves? Um, I think you
1: just have to follow your passion and start with it small and... Um, I think you just have to kind of put some effort into doing it to what you feel comfortable with doing, and have an artist that is willing to go with the flow with that as well too.
2: Mm-hmm. I think you also have to be really organized because yeah. there's a lot of moving parts, and the the harder you prepare, the easier the time is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you've if you've been been really organized and everything is ready to go, and you know the whole night just flows. And, you know, people say, well, that's easy. But, you know, th- if, when it looks easy, you know that there's been a ton of
0: prep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah, but that's, um, I think the organization is really important. For us, being organized and being ready helps us to be present when the people come. Yeah. I don't want to be running around worrying about, will this be ready? I, I just want to be able to enjoy the music and to be able to, Visit with people. Yeah, so that just takes—it's like studying for an exam. And I'm sure it's different yeah. with everyone
1: else. <laughs> yeah. For me, I have to be totally organized in what's going on; otherwise, I won't be able to enjoy it. I can't do like yeah. a fly by the seat of your pants because I find that the better prepared you are, the less chance of errors happening. And as yeah. a result of that, everyone looks like, "Oh, this is just fantastic!" Because yeah. you've, you've basically eliminated all the chances of anything wrong going mm-hmm. until you put in streaming and then it's all out the window
2: right yeah <laughs> yeah just to yeah follow your passion is the most important thing because that's what gives you the gas to do it yeah and to be organized and and every once in a while just stop and ask are we having fun yeah and if the is oh. yes you keep doing it
0: yeah yeah oh I love that so much it's such an important reminder and I feel like It's also really beautiful where you put that because if you're not doing the work, if you're not doing the preparation, the time comes for fun and you might miss it. Yeah. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. Right. So important. So what's up next? I know that we are all now not planners and we're not making, we're not setting ideas in stone for the future, but if you could, um, dream the next year do you have like artists you've always wanted to bring in um for a show do you have do you have any plans for the next year
1: well we have three um murky definitive dates for next year booked already (laughs)
0: yeah story of life these days murky (laughs) dates yeah
1: (laughs) so we have three dates that are committed to that are on our calendar and our artist calendars for next year cool and um We have one more book for this year, Um, but again, depending on what happens, um, we're going to try to aim for doing five again next year, but it's going to be dependent on what happens. Yes. So we have one book for February and then one booked for April and one booked for, that was scheduled for this year, booked for next November. Mm -hmm. So we're using the same sort of model where we're booking a year out
0: Okay. and and
1: then just sort of playing it by year and pushing forward if we have to, or, you know, doing whatever we have to do.
0: Okay. Here's a good question. This person can be dead or alive.
1: Oh, to wow.
0: host a show uh, in <laughs> your house. You're gonna stay here. Yeah. Who know. would you too have?
1: Many. There's too many. Um, probably if we were doing the genre of music that we're doing, along the lines of the feel, I would probably say like having Jack Johnson here would be pretty awesome.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: But if it was like to have anyone here, I'd love to have the original Queen band of Queen here with Freddie.
0: If oh you know, my I, gosh, I that was lucky enough.
1: I was lucky enough to see Freddie twice.
0: Really, yeah. very when, cool.
1: I uh, saw Queen four times, yeah. but twice with Freddie, so I'm pretty fortunate in that perspective. And I'd love to see Amy Winehouse, that would have been amazing. To see.
2: Yes. Yeah. yeah, John Prime would have yeah, been. Yeah, John Prime would have been. Um, I was so looking
1: forward to seeing him this year at Mariposa. I know. Yeah, okay.
2: yeah, there's, there's quite a few where really yeah, there's a lot of talented people around, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's good. Keeps all the possibilities open. Yeah, exactly.
1: Our house isn't large enough for those, for those artists, though, so <laughs> yeah. unfortunately we have to lower the bar a little bit more, but yeah. I mean, not lowering it in terms of talent, but lowering it in terms of attendance.
0: Yes, that's fair.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we haven't heard back yet from Lady Gaga. No, I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she'd jump on that opportunity. <laughs> no. You know
2: what? I, I, I have a feeling she would, but, but it, it's uh, yeah. I was just joking <laughs> with that though, but she would be phenomenal to me. And uh, yeah, lots of amazing, amazing people. Yep. Yes,
0: I agree. Too many to choose from. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, both of you, for taking the time to share your stories, your wisdom. Is there anything else that you want to share before we go?
2: I guess thank you very much for the, the platform to yeah. share it. And wanted to wish you and and your band members lots and lots of success. You guys are very wonderful. (gasps) It was so great
1: to get to know you a bit better as well. Yes.
0: Yes, likewise. That wraps up this week's episode of From Starving to Savvy. Myself, along with the whole team at Last Draft, extend our most sincere gratitude to each of you for tuning in and giving your ears, your hearts, and your time to learning more about our guests and their unique stories and experiences. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by Last Draft, an ethical, engaging, and human story company with a mission to authentically amplify the stories of those they work with. The team at Last Draft thrives on real connections, empowering stories, and authentic voices. If you are an artist or entrepreneur looking to start telling your story, Last Draft offers support through evocative written content, exciting virtual events, personal email campaigns, and more. To get in touch with a team member at Last Draft, please visit www.lastdraft.ca. Again, we extend our deepest thanks to each of you for tuning in and hope you'll be back for future episodes.